You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch, the 100th episode of the Canis Supers podcast as a whole. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening this whole time, if you have, to Paint Points and the House and Grouse shows as well, and obviously these episodes, the number crunch episodes. I'm very grateful and very happy to be here for 100 episodes and hopefully another 100 more. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting creator of the House and Drowse Timberwolves newsletter, and of course this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopus and SB Nation. And while we're all on a high, I'd like to once again put myself and my newsletter, House and Drowse, out there. You can have a, head over there now to houseanddrowse.substack.com or follow the link in the show notes, and you can read this game's player ratings or maybe even the big old Jaden McDaniel's piece from a few days ago and if you like what you read then you can sign up for a free trial or just go ahead and grab a monthly subscription. It's hard to fully explain how much those subscriptions mean to me and how humbling it is to be cutting my day job hours in half this week because of those subscriptions and all that does really is give me more motivation and of course more time to do more work of even higher quality. Anyway, Enough about me, we just witnessed something that after the previous three poor excuses for basketball games, the Timberwolves might have just pumped out their best basketball game for a long, long time. Maybe this wasn't as pretty as the win over Indiana a week ago, but this one felt so much more satisfying. Satisfying because of the absence of Jaden McDaniels, Jordan McLaughlin, Torian Prince, and now obviously the big one, Carl Anthony Towns. It was satisfying because the Memphis Grizzlies really enjoy kicking the shit out of the Wolves while they're down, and they employ a bunch of hateable characters. And it was satisfying because the Minnesota Timberwolves really, really needed this win. And boy, were their storylines. There were there was Jalen Noel with another big 24 points off the pine. Wendell freaking Moore Jr. starting after playing 11 NBA minutes before this game and putting in an absolute shift on Jar Morant. And even the understated but awesome nights by D'Angelo Russell, Rudy Gobert and Nas Reed. But of course, this episode is about Minnesota's prodigal son, Anthony Edwards. Just one of the best nights that we've seen from Ant. And that's why this episode's number is... 8. As in the 8 shots that Edwards made at the rim out of his 10 total field goal makes. Let's take a break and dive deeper into that number. 
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, we're back, and I know what you are thinking. Talk about the goddamn defense, Jake. And it really does deserve to be spoken about. Ant was attentive, aggressive, and absolutely awesome. As awesome as I can ever remember him as an off-ball defender. And he showed the very best version of himself as an on-ball stopper as well. But those things need more time to blossom. Up until now, Ant has had a really poor season as an off-ball defender. And a mediocre season as an on-ball defender. He's five steals, three blocks, and bevy of great plays outside the box score. Really doesn't change that fact. And we'll just let that that simmer a little longer and hope that we can see a whole lot more of it in the coming weeks and months and end of this season or middle part of this season and the end of this season. But what we have seen all season, or at least for the past 15 games or so, is Edwards becoming a better and more frequent finisher at the rim. He was a little hit or miss as a finisher at the beginning of the season. But how long has it been since you've wondered why his shot diet is so skewed towards three-point shooting. That was a real problem in his first two seasons, and it's a problem that has quickly dissipated. Whether it's just maturity catching up to him, or something that the coaches finally got through to him with, Ant is putting together way more nights with a shot diet like he had in this one. Again, he made 10 shots on the night from 18 field goal attempts, Eight of those mates were at the rim, and 10 of the total attempts were at the rim. Overall on the season, Edwards is shooting a career-high 40% of his field goal attempts at the rim. Still not a really, really high number, but considering that he's a shot maker at heart, getting to the rim and using that awe-inspiring physical ability and finishing ability uh, is, is a really good thing. And... So far, again, he's connecting on a career-high 67% of those shots. And that 67% number ranks in the 69th percentile lead-wide. Considering the the difficulty of the looks he gets driving downhill, right into rim protectors, teams geared up towards stopping him from getting to the rim, that 67% is a really impressive number. And in the last 10 games... That conversion rate is up to 70%, another 3% added onto it. At around that same 40% frequency number, I think it's at 39% of his shots at the rim. So he's not getting more shots at the rim usually before tonight, but he is finishing them at a higher rate and the highest rate he ever has. And that's helped him get to the line as well, at least lately. I know a bunch of his seven free throw attempts in this game came from 
Memphis just taking Dylan Brooks's lead and imploding on themselves late in the game. But he had attempted 11 free throws in both of the both of the previous games. He had never attempted more than 10 two games in a row before, and he'd only attempted more than 10 free throws eight other times in his career before those two games, the back-to-back before these before this game. It's a lot of numbers to say that Ant is attacking with more ferocity, more craftiness to get whistles, and doing it all while converting at a better rate than ever before. With the Wolves shorthanded and Edwards now their undisputed leader on offense, that is what they need him to do. We've seen him get hot from behind the arc and we know he can wrench a game away from any opponent when he does that. But he's just more likely to heat up by torpedoing the area that he shoots nearly 70% from, or in the last 10 games where he shoots actually 70% from. When he does that, then he can expand his game to the outside and start kind of raining fire from deep. And that's how things have been going for Ant. As much as his inconsistencies are maddening, and he has needed to have more games like the one he played tonight so far this season. He's averaging 25 points on 48% shooting over the past 10 games. I understand that that doesn't cover all the nuances of his game, but it's important to put it into perspective how special that is from a kid who's literally just turned 21. And this game was the cherry on top of that special cake. Just awesome in every facet again the defense was so spectacular 11 first quarter points kind of plateaued in the middle two quarters from a scoring perspective but was just so impactful in a bunch of other areas and then exploded in the last quarter I think it was 17 last quarter points pretty much eliminated uh, Memphis's backcourt by himself out of frustration, just kept attacking the rim. He knocked down a three. He was getting to the line. It was the total package from Anthony Edwards. And it's still probably a little bit unfair to expect this total package game every single night. Again, he's only 21 years old and he's asking, he's being asked to do such a massive, massive thing, which is lead a team to the playoffs, lead a team to the sixth seed or the fourth seed or whatever your expectations still are of this Timberwolves team and doing it all as the as a 21-year-old who's only just really still plying his trade in the league. Now, we do need to see more of it though. That's the only option they have right now. Carl Anthony Towns isn't there anymore to be the scoring leader of this team. Anthony Edwards can no longer have games where he scores 12 points and expect the team to win by someone else carrying them. Even with Russell there, even with Gobert there, even with Jalen Noel playing really well, this is his team until Carl Anthony Towns is back and it might be his team even after that. But we do need to see that on every night basis or at least a 80% of games basis or a 90% of games basis, just like every other star in the league. And the next chance he will get is Saturday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. A good chance for Minnesota to grab two in a row and to once again flip the script on this weird, weird season. I'll be here to discuss it. I hope you will be too.